am Enzo. And I'm Reina. And this is the Resurrected Date Night Horror Show. <laughs> We're back, baby. It's been, what, almost almost two years? Almost two years wow. in March-ish. That really bums me out. Well, that really bums me out. It's been crazy two years for everyone, I think. Yeah. I think uh, when COVID started, Dana and I kind of made a decision to to stop the podcast for a little bit because movies weren't coming out, uh, especially at the beginning of it, weren't coming out as regularly. Yeah. It was hard for us to find like good stuff to Very review. hard, especially that first year. Yeah. Uh, and not, I mean, not that good stuff hasn't come out. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the stuff we've liked that, mm-hmm. that has come out. But our lives were really busy and of course all you know everyone's working from home just uh, all that adjustment yeah know, finding took a minute finding that time finding the time was hard even before covid um but you know during covid it's been particularly tricky to find movies and find our time yeah so but yeah. we're back but we're back and we're happy to be back and there's some good stuff that has come out so yeah, absolutely. Hopefully we can pick up where we left off. Let me ask you one quick question. Yeah. So out of all the movies that we've seen during this break that we've taken, mm. what's the one that stands out for you? The one that you go, that was really good. I have to say Quiet Place too. Oh, Quiet Place, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think it's because many times sequels can kind of fall flat. Yeah. But Very I true. feel like Quiet Place 2 did not disappoint yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because after watching it, I was like, they should give him the Alien franchise to work on. Because his sense doing. of tension is, yeah. is is like master, yeah. master level. Um, and I love those movies because they, they're such great crossover. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden there's tons of people who don't normally don't watch horror films watching a horror film and then i'll even say oh you like that horror film a and they're like oh it's not a horror film and i'm like it's a horror it's film a horror it's a film. very oh, good horror sure. film it's a very good one i hate I, when people are I embarrassed to, to use that word i know but but i just like all the elements of it i love i mean i could go on and on about i just like the callback how it got we got the pre-story yeah um and i mean the actors are just all really good yeah and the story was just really good so yeah, i really I enjoyed that one I think the one that, the horror movie that sticks out for me that I really loved uh, was The Dark and the Wicked. Mm. And it's on Shudder right now. Yeah. Um, But I think we saw it, you know, once it was on streaming, we saw it. And normally, you know, ghosts movies are really hard to to be, like, truly scary. Yeah. And this one, you know, does the, you know, the thing that... um, that uh, Hereditary did, you know, family drama and all that around a go- a good ghost story, good possession story. And it's really scary at times. Yeah, I'm really tough on ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And this one was really good. Like, just all of it from beginning to end. Yeah. Scary, creepy, everything you look for. Yep. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it because I am really hard on the ghost stories, movie- movies. And I would say this too: if I ever make a horror movie, if we ever, you know, fulfill our dream of making our own horror movie, I would use *The Dark and the Wicked* as a, a blueprint for pace, because oh, yeah. if you watch that film, 
you know, creepy, 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 boom, something scary, really scary happens. Creepy, 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 mm. something scarier happens. Like it, it has this fantastic yeah. horror rhythm. And then, of course, towards the end, it's like really scary. So if you haven't seen it, you really need to see The Dark and the Wicked. It is awesome. And if you haven't seen uh, A Quiet Place 2, 1 or 2, you need to watch both of those because those are so super, good. super good. So good. So it's funny because we had talked about coming back over and over again, and we were wondering what the best film would be to come, yeah. you know. And then we find out about this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> And uh-huh. we thought, Texas okay, Chainsaw. this is it. This has to be it. Um, so I figured we could just go, go right into it. Um, so kick off the music. And now our feature review. All right, Dana, can you read the synopsis for us? Yes, I was really excited to hear about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, coming on Netflix. And so what's here, it says, After nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let you start this one. Okay. Because this one's your jam. This is, it is my jam. Leatherface is, is your boo, so go yeah. ahead. Um, I was so happy to see Leatherface again. It was so amazing. Um, I like the way, um, they had like this kind of abandoned-ish town and, you know, these, um, Z, what is it, XYZ people? Yeah. (laughs) Come in and it's kind of an interesting concept where they come in and they kind of want to resurrect this town by auctioning off the different abandoned buildings to have their own businesses in. Mm -hmm. And of course, Leatherface and Fam are just not going to have it. Right. And what I love about this, because I don't want to spoil it until we get to the spoiler zone, is it's full of great surprises. Okay. Yeah. And we are going to go into the spoiler zone like we always do. So... During this review, we'll just keep things vague. That way we don't spoil anything for you. And and then we'll go into the spoiler zone and talk more in detail. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it, so uh, for the most part, did a really good job of making Texas Chainsaw fresh again for a Absolutely. whole new generation. Um, for me, the original Texas Chainsaw is... Is one of those horror masterpieces. Oh my gosh, 100%. Um, it's probably the most influential horror movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, there are elements of that whole approach, that gritty, dirty, and artful approach in nearly everything. Everything from the Saw movies right. uh, to Hellraiser, you know, and... Uh, the palette that Toby Hooper originally created and the approach, you know, I think has been copied a lot and, you know, parts have been taken from. Yeah. Um, this movie, it was interesting because there's definitely some of that, but it's not, as far as like the sets go, not as 
as uh, indicative of a t- of a chainsaw movie, um, which I sort of liked because it was almost like seeing him in a different environment. Um, and if you look at the previous chainsaw reboots and remakes, they always try and do sort of an impre- impersonation of that stuff. And yeah. this did its own thing. But that's what I like because, of course, as everyone knows, if you listen to our show, I hate trailers. So I do not watch anything. I don't read anything. So coming into watching this, my expectation was that it was a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what I thought I was going to watch. Uh, that's interesting. Now, would, did that um, color your disappointment or your excitement? Like, once you realized it wasn't a remake? And it, like, total excitement. I thought it was great that it wasn't a remake because you can't remake certain classics. You just can't. Yeah. And so I was really happy that it was more of a... Of a it's of a, a straight-up sequel. Yeah, of a sequel of a new perspective. I like that it brought in modern day culture. Yeah. Um, I like that it did that. And it didn't disappoint on the scares and the kills. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and then and then uh, we were watching the movie and I see that it's Alice Cridge as the mom or as the guardian <laughs> of Leatherface. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's her. It's her. And and I love I have loved Alice Cridge in everything she's done. Yeah, uh, the, probably the most notable thing is the Borg Queen. She's a Borg yeah. Queen, but she was also in Gretel and Hansel, which was a which was I think a 2020 film. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she's just an intrinsically creepy very actor. She knows she knows and she knew. She was in a movie called Ghost Story, which I think is like 81. That's right. And she play, she's a young, young girl in that, a young woman. And she's creepy in that. She knows how to creepify her face. There's, in, in a very subtle, nuanced uh-huh. sort of way. Yeah. And um, her character in this um, has the creepiness there. Um, but there's also a lot of subtlety as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, thought it, I thought it was a really admirable addition to the texas chainsaw lore and story definitely um what would you what i know you had some misgivings about it i did i did could you go into that sure so what i really like about the original texas chainsaw movie is the grittiness the dirtiness i could i can smell Everything when I'm watching the original <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, I can smell the blood, the sweat, everything. I can smell it. And in this one, that's the only place where it was was disappointing to me was the main house uh-huh. was didn't have that. It didn't have the the grittiness and the blood and the messiness and the the smells for me. Right. That's what. That's a, probably my only complaint about the movie is that part was missing for me, the yeah. grotesqueness of that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's interesting because um, they did a in the mid two thousands they did a, a reboot, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot mm-hmm. um, with what's her name. The one who's married to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Jessica... Um, Beale? Beale. Yeah. 
Uh, and that had the gritty and dirtiness yeah. to yeah. it. So I almost feel like they're like, okay, we got to have some of that. But we're not Toby Hooper. So let's just let's just do let's just do a bit of it and let's let's put our new new course. And when I think their whole visual direction was uh the new millennia, you know, like yeah. the young, young millennials, the the when they're partying and kind of the music and and all that stuff. I think they they made it more about that visual than than Leatherface himself. So Yeah. I feel like that gave it a freshness, yeah. but but there were there were moments that were very, they're very much homage to Toby Hooper. So like, there's scenes in a um, sunflower seed field that to me felt like Toby Hooper because he knew how to find beauty in in that uh, yeah. environment, and so I felt like they were balancing those two things. No, that's in the kills. Great. But you can't have a slasher film without the filth for me. Without the what? The filth. Oh, the filth. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have it. You yeah. got to have that filth, that sense of what they're walking into, that that hidden room. They could have they could have kept it all clean and, and just had that one hidden room oh, yeah, that was discovered yeah. where, you know, there were terrible Where things happening gear, all, you know what i'm saying his gear, yeah. all his gear all his skins mm -hmm. like all that kind of stuff that for me with leatherface like what was he doing all this time that yeah. was missing you know i almost feel like um the alice Gridge character maybe she figured out a way to to make him docile and, and i almost feel like she did that in some scenes so maybe that's the point is that Maybe he was fine. He was he was holding it together until I mean, bad things happen. Could have been again. Animals. We we're not in the spoiler zone, so we can't. Yeah, say it could, it didn't have to be humans. It could have been animals. It right. could have been a lot of things. But just to put you know for the new generation that's going to see this movie, yeah, that you know don't know what the original Texas Chainsaw looks like, right? Understand Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, and no, I get that. Okay, so let's let's uh, you know, wrap. No other face is my boo. Yeah, let's wrap up the the review, and so we can go into the spoiler zone, so sure. we can speak to it a little a little uh, more in depth. Um, okay, so you you are recommending this? Oh, hundred percent. You should definitely see it. It's on Netflix. Let me give you a hypothetical. If it would have been in the theater, would you have recommended going to? We would. I know we would have gone to 100%. the theater. If you're a Texas Chainsaw fan, 100%. Yeah, you need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, even if it were in the theater. Absolutely. Yeah. The fact that it's on Netflix is awesome. And again, yeah. you guys know um, that are listening, we have our own little screening room. So it was awesome. <laughs> I told Jane, I'm like, hey, new Texas Chainsaw comes out this Friday. Let's get some barbecue. You we know? did. We had and the we barbecue were, spread. We were actually eating barbecue, like barbecue ribs and, and chicken. <laughs> I know it was a little morbid, but it, it, was, it was strangely appropriate. Um, oh, yeah. I'm with you, Jaina. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it completely played, paid off. The guys behind this uh, uh, remake or uh, sequel, 
um, did the amazing Evil Dead remake that was produced mm-hmm. by Sam Raimi. Yeah. Fantastic. I love that film. And then they were also involved with the Don't Breathe films, which I think both oh, of them are amazing. Yeah. In fact, Don't Breathe 2 Go was one it. of the films that we went to see in the theater last summer when things started to open up. And it did not disappoint. No, it's super These good. These guys are really good. so good at yeah. what I call roller coaster mm-hmm. horror where the pacing is right and it's like scare after scare, thrill ride, thrill ride. Yeah. Um, and the kills were there. Like yeah. they were scary. Really scary. <laughs> really scary. Very scary. Okay. But so, yeah, Texas Chainsaw, go see it. It doesn't disappoint. Anytime that I'm actually hiding behind Enzo's shoulder when there's a kill is when I know it's good. Yeah. Because I'm pretty tough, but... Yeah, and if you're watching at home, watch, try and watch it on as big of, of a TV you can watch it on. Because um, it, it's... In a dark pretty, room. It's pretty dazzling in spots. You know, the gore is crazy. So, yeah. Two I thumbs up barbecue. from us. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Okay, now we're done with the main review. Let's go into the spoiler zone. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> We are in the spoiler zone. So, is there anything specific about this film you wanna you wanna really nerd out on, and you don't have to worry about measuring your biggest spoiler? What was it? What? The original Final Girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's in the that's in the trailer. Oh, see, but I didn't see the trailer. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I was that's was a huge reveal for me. Yeah, I always take a big hit and watch the trailers. And when I saw this trailer, and in the trailer they show the original Final Girl is back, and she's back to kick ass, which is very similar to the new Halloween films. Yeah. Uh, so I was excited for that, and I was like, okay, let's see what they do with it. And then the scene with the millennials picking up their phone when Leatherface is walking <laughs> oh into, my the, God. That was into the party bus, I, I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Because that would happen. Jaina's going to love it. Jaina's going to love that. Because I'll be honest with you, I think... That some some would do that. Of course they would. <laughs> not maybe not all, but some. I think some would see the danger. But I love that. But <laughs> I feel like in in the world we live in right now, they everyone thinks things are fake. Yeah. So I could see where they thought like this was some type of entertainment. Yeah. And it was fake. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a very. A- good and point. then be like sliced to death without even realizing that's what's happening yeah and then in fact when you see that the kids recording and streaming live some people put in the chat yeah oh this is so fake it looks so fake yeah (laughs) that totally would happen yeah it would it It would would totally happen happen. yeah it's uh, i think that's where the film really succeeds where it's it puts victims you know the victims that are in the film they're they're a very concrete um, uh, grounding element that brings Leatherface into this time. Yeah. yeah. So they sometimes they'll remake films like this and try and do like a sort of timeless thing. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, are the, and I always ask right now, is there? Does someone have a cell phone? What time is this supposed to be? Is it supposed to be in the eighties or you know seventies? I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah. with this, it's like. This is clearly now. Yeah. This is clearly Leatherface mm-hmm. now. Um, 
And I thought that part was very successful. It was. I like that they made it in modern times because mm-hmm. I feel like past remakes or reboots or sequels, prequels or whatever have kind of tried to continue the timeline and they haven't been as successful. So I I think this was a really good integration of now, like 2021, 22. Yeah. So we were watching the movie with our friend Alex, who's also a horror buff. (laughs) And of course, you know, you can always, you know, um, seasoned horror fans can always call the final girl, right? Yeah. And I was looking. Yeah. And so, of course, we called the final the final girl right away. Um, but the final girl had a, had a sister. Who's and, pl- who? The two sisters are Elsie Fisher and Sarah Yarkin. Yeah. And so one of the sisters had this really big curly hair, which reminded all of us of when Leatherface wears that curly wig. Uh-huh. At the end of the original. Yeah, at the end of the where original. She, where he has lipstick so on. So we were so, so sure that he was going to scalp her and yeah. wear her hair that we kept like screaming for it. Like we were waiting for that. Yeah, it's like, come on, we know this is going to mm-hmm. happen. It has to happen. And again, if you're here, you know, you've seen the whole film. So yeah. at the end, she does eventually get decapitated. So I think I'm guessing we're going to see fingers crossed. Yeah. Because the, throughout the whole film, Leatherface is relatively kind of hairless. Like his hair yeah. is either matted down or, so you don't see the whole, you know, someone else's face, someone else's hair thing that to me is very Leatherface. Very Leatherface, yeah. Um, but we were like, well, come on. And and our friend Alex even said, I'm going to be disappointed if he's not wearing her hair by the end of the movie. A peluca. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, peluca in Spanish means wig. So we yeah. kept saying, Leatherface is going to wear the peluca. And yeah. so we kept waiting for it. And then it, se- and then it seems like they're going to both get away, which was really odd because it you know, usually there's never two, but yeah. of course, as soon as they open that sunroof, you know, yeah, Peluca girl's gonna go. Yeah, in fact, when the sunroof slowly opens, you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I was like, "Here it <laughs> is." You, you know, you knew something's gonna. Yeah, happen. but what I know also what I liked about that scene though is that he didn't pull her uh-huh. from the sunroof as expected. Right. Yep. So that was cool too. He busted in the window and took her out. So yeah. that was cool. I lo- I love those little surprises. Yeah, very much so. I have to say my favorite scene has to be um, after the car crash and the blonde girl wakes up. In the in the flowers? In the flower. And the sunflowers are amazing. I love that they're sunflowers that are not in bloom, so it's just the stem. It's so creepy. Yeah, it's it's all dead. Such a, yeah, such a great um, scenario for this crash. And she looks in the rearview mirror and sees Leatherface carving his, I'm putting air quotes, mother's face off mm-hmm. of her to wear creepiest thing ever like yeah. this is the woman who has become maybe a mother a lover it's never really explained so yeah. who knows what what they meant to each other but he carves off her face yeah and we we noticed that the alice cridge character the the mother character she's about the same age as the surviving uh final girl that comes right. back so she can't possibly be his mother. It's definitely not his mother, but I mean, the place that they were in was a um, was some type of adoption or orphanage, excuse me. Yeah, I think so. And so maybe that's where he found a home and they just forged this relationship, whatever it was. But mm-hmm. it obviously meant a lot. Yeah, I think I think she was she was able to um, to kind of calm him. 
And accept him. Yeah, and accept him. So I, th- I think that's, that's why he wa- probably wasn't killing and why he wasn't surrounded by chicken skulls. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe we just th- haven't found that At least that's what yet. I think. That's what I think it was. Because I think the end of the film is about, like, I'm going back home. I'm going to start doing all that bullshit that I used to that do. This is my too. old house, you know, which is super exciting because the, this film is, like, number three in uh, Netflix top ten. So yes. people are watching it. and Love that people are I hope, watching it. I hope it's successful and i hope they do another one and again the you know those guys that are that are behind those films yeah they know what they're doing and they're clearly horror fans because they didn't pull any punches with this they sure didn't so So i'm very happy with this if you all listen to our podcast you know i'm a huge slasher girl love slashers texas chainsaws in my top five um my friend alex calls leatherface my boo (laughs) <laughs> and so I am very grateful that they were respectful and pay and brought him into the current culture of mm-hmm. 2022. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, it was fun. Like if you're looking for a cool Netflix horror movie to watch on a date night, turn off the lights, order some fried chicken and ribs and watch this. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it was pretty good. I would give, I think if a, a scale from one to 10, I would give it an eight. I would give it a seven and a half only because for me, I didn't smell it. That's <laughs> not my only complaint. You didn't smell when like the pipe broke. on Only that part. That was a great moment. But I wanted too. to smell the blood, yeah. the filth. The, the the decaying skin like yeah no I get it I get you it. know that's that's I that's think you're gonna get that in chills. the second film because he's gonna I, hope so. I think he's gonna be completely unhinged and just yeah be that's killing what I'm hoping people. for yeah all right cool let's let's uh are you ready to leave the spoiler zone ready to leave the spoiler zone all right cool all right any last minute thoughts or uh, one, I did want to ask you something. Sure. I want to ask you. Because I know you and I know that Texas Chainsaw is in probably your top five mm-hmm. horror movies and probably near your one or two horror movies of all time. So what what do you think it is about the original film and Leatherface specifically that is so great? I think as far as... Uh, road trip trope horror goes Mm -hmm. this one's the best yeah um and a sort of an originator too an originator first so i you can almost imagine yourself going on a road trip going to a kind of gritty gas station i think Um, we've all had those moments yeah where you feel kind of creeped out and you're not sure about the people there Mm -hmm. and then you know it's just it's just creepy. Yeah. That part's creepy. Um, the fact that Leatherface wears people's faces is creepy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, the, the fact that the whole family is involved yeah. in, in, in killing these road trip tourists yeah. as they find them is really creepy. And then they just don't hold back on the, on the gore. So in the original, definitely don't. And, and, the, and this new one, they don't hold back. Yeah. At all. It's in your face. I I love that. That's my type of horror. I like that. I like to feel scared. I like to feel grossed out. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, that's, it just has all the elements of creepiness and scariness to make mm-hmm. a good horror film. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the first... I mean, I, I remember growing up watching horror movies and a lot of... A lot of the early horror films that I watched, like all you know, all the, all the Hammer films, and of course Universal and all that, there's a romance to it. Mm-hmm. There's most horror films. If you look closely, there's kind of a romantic element to it. Like, you know, like of course the most obvious vampires are very romantic. Yeah. Um, even a ghost. You know, the idea of a ghost, like an old soul. You know, floating through an old, you know, gothic yeah. house. Uh, there's a romance to it. I feel like this is the antithesis yeah. of that, which is not a. There's nothing about this nothing. That's romantic. <laughs> even though, even though I would say the original Toby, Toby Hooper movie is beautiful. Like there's a lot of aesthetic mm-hmm. choices to all that stuff that are are crafted choices. Definitely. Um, and and the color palette, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Very good color palette. Yeah, the warm autumns and stuff. Um, But it is not a romantic film. And when the first moments of brutality happen, they're blunt and cruel and intense. um, And it just doesn't let up up after that. Yeah, Um, and doesn't hold back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like. I, I guess that's what I like about it. I like, I guess it's whatever emotion horror movies bring up in you that make you feel you know scared and look over your shoulder think about your next road trip like i don't know how i want to do that kind of thing i just think they did it you know they've done it the best yeah i think i think too um knowing you as a horror fan and we'll we'll watch horror movies you know i always feel like you're watching and going okay what are they going to do are they really going to push it this far are they going to and I don't think you're ever you're ever quite satisfied until they push it. I like far. when they push it far. And then I look over at you and you're like, oh man, like this is good. So I, I can always tell when when that push comes. Yeah. And you kind of sit up and you're like, wait, this is <laughs> so I sort of feel like you're all, I think I feel I feel like Chainsaw kind of ruined you. Because that's what you're always like. Hey, Art the Clown <laughs> redeemed my yeah. faith in just kind of this genre. Yeah, Art the Clown is kind of your new boyfriend. He's my boo. Yeah. I love Art the Clown. And they're doing a new one, so... I can't wait. That's going to be exciting. Too. I can't wait. Um, I do want to say I do have like kind of an obscure kind of recommendation for a fun horror movie-ish um, on Hulu, it was on Hulu, which is Willie's Wonderland. Okay. Um, I think this was a, re- I don't know what you think. Yeah. This is a really fun, weird um, horror movie to watch. If yeah. you're bored on a Saturday, Sunday night, and you're looking for something to watch, and you want to f- find something fun and kind of scary, I yeah, recommend that, Willie's Wonderland. That film is very quirky. Um, Nicolas Cage is the main protagonist in the film. And what's interesting about his role in the film is he never says a word. Not one word. Even though he's in almost every scene, he never says a single word. Yeah, he's the he lead only actor. Acts, he only acts with his facial expressions, which is really, really fun. And if you like uh, horror movies, horror games like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. like it, it has that sort of um, setup, you know, animatronic uh, Q 
cute animatronic dolls that come to life and are possessed by mm. spirits. Think that sort creepy of creepy Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations that maybe some someone should watch on a Saturday night looking for a horror movie? We get that question a lot from yeah, our friends. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really the, the, during our during our break, um, the movies that really stood out for me. Um, I really liked Antebellum. Oh my God! Did we that watch was, that during our break? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realize. Um, that. Uh, it was probably my favorite Oof. horror movie of. Hundred percent. Uh, twenty twenty. I thought 100%. It, I thought it was really intense. I forgot that it was trained. Uh, and then a follow up to that idea is probably them. That series, that horror series, is probably one of the scariest oh, yeah. horror series I've ever seen. And they're uh, they have both similar themes, um, but they were very impactful. Very. Watching oh my god, them. your recommendations are so much better than mine. Yeah. I you know I, I don't know. It's so weird. I guess. Um, pandemic is such a blur that I forget that those is, two those two things did come out during the pandemic. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If you haven't watched either one of those, very good recommendations. Yeah, and then I'll give you one more. Um, there's a movie called Jacob's Wife. Oh yeah, uh, that's on Shutter right now. That's sort of a horror comedy, vampire horror comedy thing, and I thought it was really really clever and very entertaining, uh, and has its horror teeth where it needs to have. It's hard teeth. So now yeah. I feel dumb that I said Willie's Wonderland. Why? Because <laughs> no, your recommendations good. are really good. Those are really good ones. So honestly, if you haven't seen any of those, those are really good ones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Well, it's good to be back, Enzo. Yeah, we got to keep we got to keep it going. We're, again, we're always watching horror, so we'll just not overthink it and just jump on the microphones when we have something good to talk about. And there's stuff coming out. There's stuff we haven't watched yet. Yeah. And there's stuff coming out and stuff we've seen that we haven't uh, talked about yet either. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, in a next a follow-up episode we do sort of like social conscious horror because I think there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Aside from those two things that I just mentioned, there's a few others that I thought were really, really, really strong. I know what you're so, thinking. Yeah, so, <laughs> so maybe we'll do an episode about that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. All right, babe. We're, I think we're done. Awesome. Well, scare you later. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reyna. All music written and produced by Enzo. Find Enzo and Reyna online at thedatenighthorrorshow.com. show then share it with your whore loving friends and help spread the word